0: guys welcome into the modern christian dudes podcast my name is jeremiah johnson we welcome dudes ladies children everybody into the mix into the fold hashtag mcd nation i am here with funko pro greg walden what's up sir how are you hey how's it gonna be a two-man show today big ben aka king ranch ask you has other aspirations and he's involved in some other Projects right now. So he had that look in his eye where I was like, Well, we're going to record without you. And he had a little sad puppy dog look, but I'm like, (laughs) That's your problem, bro. No, just kidding. Anyway, so we are dudes talking news, sports, and God. That's what we like to do. So we hope you enjoy the different stories, the different topics that we bring to you on each and every episode. So like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We'll dive right into it. I have some old stuff because we've been gone for a couple weeks. So We're going to bounce around here just a little bit. This was a big one that happened a little, was this April 27th was the day Jerry Springer daytime television pioneer dies at age 79. Are you Jerry Springer fan?
1: No, but (laughs) I heard that at his funeral, a fight broke out at his funeral yeah no, I was just kidding I don't I don't know. <laughs> all right
0: longtime TV personality Jerry Springer who helped pioneer the genre of confrontational daytime television died on Thursday his representative said he was nine, uh, 79 years old Springer died in Chicago publicist Linda Shaffron told NBC News the Jerry Springer show ran between I wow I didn't realize this this long 1991 and 2018 and was knows, <laughs> known for its profanity prone guests who often had to be restrained by onset security guards as audience members wildly cheered jerry yeah, jerry uh, i'm not a big jerry. fan of the show i'm sorry yeah it was you know i'm trying to think of the evolution of the show because it didn't it just kept getting crazier and crazier and crazier i do remember in college so in college it was uh, 9701 2001 for me i do remember we watched it every once in a while because it was kind of far out there and it was pretty comical but it started just getting weird and i know they're often accused of like A few times here and there, that was like actors and not even real stuff. I think it was so outrageous. I don't know if that's true or not, but Jerry Springer and kind of interesting. If you go look at his history, he was like the mayor. Wasn't he the mayor of Chicago? I don't have that pulled up in front of me. I
1: believe he had to hold a political office somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think it was the mayor of Chicago. I wish I had that in front of me. I apologize. Don't want to give you inaccurate news. I know he had a career of some kind. So very interesting guy. And he definitely everyone has heard of Jerry Springer.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's for it's, you know, that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. So whether you like him or you don't right. like him, that whole genre just exploded for a good decade and yeah. altered a lot of uh, I'm sure influence TV even to this day. Yep. So, probably
1: well, in my opinion, not influence TV probably not for the better, but yeah, he did have an influence. Correct, correct.
0: Yes. Not not for the better. Don't <laughs> recommend you go watch uh old episodes of Jerry, but anyway, I I I did like his kind of personality though. I was like This person out in some of the episodes, just he was an interesting guy. I'll just say that. And he was definitely gifted, right? I mean, he was gifted. I don't think he probably used the gifts for Jesus, shall we say? But (laughs) anyway, all right, there you go. So I don't know that we can say RIP because I don't know if he knew Jesus. So, But anyway, Jerry Springer died. Another one I want to pull up here, and we'll get to some other ones as well. But Mountain Dew, I love that Mountain Dew brings out new summer flavors. That's yeah. one thing I love about Mountain Dew. I saw Dew.
1: The, the Bomb Pop flavor came out.
0: That is one. So Mountain Dew, I have it in front of you. Mountain Dew, Red Bull. Oh, introduce new flavors. So PepsiCo, get free report. Fan favorite brand Mountain Dew is at it again, and this time it's just in time for the heat waves that come with summer. Whether it's just marketing tactic or real market test to see if new flavors should be added to the Mountain Dew line, the beverage company is always out there keeping consumers on their toes. Pepsi has launched and relaunched the Mountain Dew inspired voodoo for several years now during the halloween season which i didn't uh, love the voodoo that much mountain dew pitch black which i love the pitch black they've had that one successfully with mountain dew live Wire, code red editions but uh this one uh, pepsico has launched a summer limited edition mountain dew summer freeze which is a combination of classic mountain dew flavor and a red white and blue ice pop according to chew boom so no, yeah i want to try it I want to try that. I did try it and I actually really like it. I do think it's the kind of flavor. I don't think it's going to hang around. I do. I think it'll be a limited edition. I'm saying it's good. I will buy it. But man, it's hard for me as a Mountain Dew fan to drink all the flavors. I tend to go to the original, but I love the major melon. I do love the major melon a lot. Yeah, that was good. I like which they've kept. Um, in intact i do love pitch black a lot probably the one that is irregular and that i hardly ever get is code red i don't know i don't always go for code red
1: yeah it was okay i mean it's not a bad flavor um i, uh, I you know i haven't
0: even tried the pitch black yet so the Mountain uh, Dew Cherry, boom, go pick that. Now, Red Bull, I, I confess, I do drink the energy drinks uh, occasionally here and there. Red Bull has got, got some ideas for a new limited edition summer drink as well. Whether it's the flavor or the need for a serious burst of energy, Red Bull is also coming to summer party with a new flavor as well. Juneberry is Red Bull's limited edition flavor. Not for sure what Juneberry tastes like. They're sort of like blueberries, but they're less tart. So there you go. If you are in getting into that summer season... Pick up an ice-cold Mountain Dew. We you take it to the lake. I was at the lake the other day. Okay, yep. Get you some, boom, Mountain Dew,
1: and you'll be At good
0: first, I thought you said they were going to
1: mix Red Bull and Mountain Dew. That's dangerous. That, that would be... <laughs> that uh, was like that's, that. That's would a, be
0: lovely. I might go for that, anyway.
1: that. That's a trip to the emergency room for... If you got... I mean, they should come with a Surgeon General warning. If you got any heart problems, do not drink it.
0: I'm always kind of interested in uh, Red Bull. I do like Red Bull. I like mm. the smell of Red Bull. I don't know why. I can crack open the can and just sit there and sniff it for a few minutes. I know that's kind of awkward confession right there. I like the smell, but they dude, You can buy like, supposedly if these aren't very good for you, they went from selling like the eight ounce can. Then they added the 12, oh, then goodness. the 16. <laughs> now there's like a 20, love 24, 36 or I'm like, I don't know if you should be selling. Uh, that much.
1: Yeah. There's horror stories. Like if you go to YouTube, like the one time on YouTube, this guy had drunk. I don't know how many, he drunk a whole bunch. And he's doing like an all like a video game like a big video game all night session and stuff. And he just started just downing energy drinks. Yeah. And he went, basically he went to Mercer room. It, 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 it got
0: him pretty good, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, but yeah, <laughs> it can happen. There was an old show. I think it's called 21,000 ways to die. Something like that. It was kind of funky ways. People had died. It was like a reality show, true stories of people that had died. And it was really weird ones. Like there was a guy who tried to steal a car, and he, he um, repelled and then got stuck and was there for like a oh, week man. and died. And just crazy yeah. stories. One was like an energy drink. I was just Google that real quick. It's extremely rare, but there have been a handful of deaths linked to energy drinks. You are, you're more at risk if you're combining energy drinks with other substances, if you have an underlying heart condition. Well, I tell you, I haven't. I don't have a heart condition, and I don't combine it with other drinks. I do a drink whenever once in a
1: while. I remember back years ago when I f- actually first started riding bikes. This is first when I first started mountain biking back, back in in mid two thousands. And me and a buddy of mine, we went to uh, to to to, to some riding after after work. And he gave me a like a, a monster drink, and so I drank the whole thing, dude. I I felt like I was fifteen years old again. And he's like, <laughs> dude, I couldn't keep up with you. I was riding like Speedy Gonzalez. But the thing is, I couldn't sleep all night. I was up all night. I couldn't
0: sleep. Yeah. I found, I'm just Googling quick. It says, times of India, indiantimes.com. So this one says, this is interesting. Drinking 10 cans of energy energy drink a day caused death for this 26-year-old Texas young man. So it says, recently, 26-year-old young man from Texas has died from consuming too many energy drinks recently, or reportedly, he was consuming almost eight to 10 cans of of energy drinks daily that led to a blood clot and blockage in his heart. Yeah. I, I don't mean, drink that many. So praise God. Yeah. I have like, drank like two before in yeah. a day, but not eight or 10. Yeah. I, I, I'm doing good with tea. <laughs> teas, as far as caffeine intake, tea is about the far as I go. Oh, okay. Okay. I can't even drink coffee. It's like I drink, stick, stick the tea. Anyway, we, we got up we kind of got off track. We're well, not really, but we were talking about Mountain Dew and the new Boom. Pop flavored. Go check that out. All right, what you got over there, Greg Walden?
1: All righty then. Well, uh, Amazon is is a, you know, if if you're an avid book reader on Amazon, uh, here in the next year or two, most likely that next book you buy will have been completely written by AI. I believe that. Because right now uh, there's hundreds of, and this is from hundreds of books written by Chet GPT have appeared on Amazon in recent weeks as people look into cash in on gener- generative artificial intelligence. So people just going to chat chatGPT chat and just having that type of book, and then they publish it on Amazon.
0: Yeah, that's, I could see that happening. Now, I, in terms of the books, I don't know about that. I did watch a YouTube video where Casey Neistat, which is a big YouTuber guy, he basically had AI give him a script. Uh-huh. for a YouTube video, Casey Neistat. And then he did it. He did exactly and said everything AI told him to do. And then he just talked about how lame it was and that it doesn't have any soul. You know, it doesn't have any... So I wonder if books would be kind of along that, that lines. You can have AI do a book for you, but it re- would it really kind of have that, you know... Well, hey, soul to it yeah, well here's the
1: dirty dark secret of okay. of of, 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 of chat gpt in general ai in general like whether it be with pictures videos books whatever it actually goes and and grabs pieces of existing right? art yes. books whatever and then it yeah compiles them to, so it's not creating anything yeah new. it just it just it just basically well a lot of people say it basically is, is ripping off other artists and other true authors and yeah just, and, and so that's the big complaint about it, the dark secret of it
0: wow Ah, man all that ai stuff i've been listening to some podcasts and just it's very interesting because you know some people are in huge favor of it and uh some people have a high level of danger to it some people don't but very interesting i gotta
1: sneeze sneeze. keep talking Uh, that's why sorry (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) Okay. So yeah, yeah. So carry yeah, carry this
0: show for me, please, Greg. So there.
1: yeah, AI is like, and then there's a lot of people, obviously in the in the uh, military field. And obviously, people are getting nervous about AI. You know, well, yeah. AI will AI is not launch a nuclear attack out of, out of the blue, and then we're on nuclear yeah. war and all that
0: stuff. Its applications are very endless. You know, it is AI will be very applicable to many different situations. I mean, every industry would have the ability to use it in some capacity, I would imagine. And yeah, just, make, so, you know, that I'm, a, would, yeah. I'm a pastor. Just, Hey, yeah. give me my sermons for the rest of the year. So I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Give me my Bible. <laughs> I'm going to go today. mountain biking first. <laughs> just, just but uh, yeah, but yeah,
1: but then you think about the other technology, like, like uh, the Neuralink with the uh, Elon Musk, imagine coupling that with AI and AI is like, does he's like profiling on, on people and they can basically with that Neuralink, they they can detect how people think. And the yeah. AI generates is this person going to be that you know do this or this person going to do that? And it tries to make a a prediction, and people actually acting on that prediction, like this person could be potentially yes. a bank robber based yep. on this profile. Like Minority Report.
0: Remember the Tom Cruise movie, Minority Minority Report. that one, but you haven't. That yeah. that's like twenty years old now. That's yeah. that was the whole plot line of the movie. There were like these beings that predicted, so they would arrest people before that the the crime happened. Minority oh. Report that actually happened okay. in the movie. So they like. And Tom Cruise was like an officer. So in one of the opening scenes, this guy is, or his wife or something is with, there's a guy, his yeah. wife is with another guy. And then he's going to, he's so mad about it, He's going to murder the guy for this act of adultery. And then Tom Cruise like arrests him right before it happens. Oh, so he man. never committed the actual the crime. actual crime, but the AI the, is the like essentially would, yeah. kind of the AI. So yeah. dude, it's kind of creepy. Wow. When watch these old sci-fi movies. And, but that, that is, uh, we'll kind of end you know, sci-fi in just a second, but it, no matter what you believe, this is what's going to happen. And this is, this is the end game. This truly is the end game and whatever company or what Neuralink, etc., the merging of humanity and tech. That's, that's the end game. Oh yeah. Is oh, yeah. the, is the increased implementation of getting tech into us, our right. physical bodies. Now and people like, if you say that, get creeped out about it, but we're technically already doing that. I think the Bible tells you that the mark of the beast. What's it yeah.
1: going to be? What's well, the mark of the beast. You can't buy or sell without this mark. Yeah. It's not a tattoo.
0: Right. And I'm, and I'm talking yeah. about doing it from this point. I'm talking about, think about knee replacements, hip replacements, yeah. shoulder yeah. replacements. We're already, we're already injecting tech into our body. We are literally already doing that. You're like, well, that's a hip yeah but that's a it's artificial not, yeah, it's artificial it's not not a natural thing thing you're putting in yeah. your body maybe it's not tech and a, a computer is in that but again that's where it's all gonna head someday so yep. fascinating you know i am 44 so if i live another 40 50 years it'll be interesting to see where Things happen in that regard. Okay. I'm going to give a little quick review of the guardians of the galaxy. I haven't watched it yet.
1: I I haven't watched it yet. Okay. You want to watch it? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to watch it. I like the guardians of the galaxy.
0: Okay. Well, let's, I'll be a little bit vague or whatever. Guardians galaxy. I, it's interesting. I was like, at a scale of one to 10. I would have gave it like a six or a seven coming out of the theater. Not bad, but not amazing. And then there's a YouTube channel called screen crush that I like that I watch. For some of these Mandalorian Uh movies, to get his Easter egg videos and stuff like that, he does, which are excellent. So I used to watch New Rock Stars, which they're fine, but sometimes their language or you know they support like lifestyle stuff that like every once in a while they throw that in there. I don't like. So I transitioned from New Rock Stars to Screen Crush. Screen Crush is a lot better. Anyway, uh, he, he was raving about it. So after I saw the movie, I was like, that's like a six or seven. Then I watched his video to follow up. And he was like, this is a, but anyway, I'll just say this. I think guardians of the galaxy is overall a refreshing take to the MCU. Yeah. And it's very different. It's not like the traditional iron man, captain America. Yeah. And when the first one came out, I, I had zero expectations when the first guardians of the galaxy came out and it was like, this is amazing. It's one of those movies. Like,
1: like I said, I remember when the first one came out, I'm like, "Oh, this is, this this is man. But then no watching. Like I actually, I mean, I really liked the movie. And then I watched Volume One and Volume Two. I really liked both of them. I was like, well, "This is really." It's kind of like one of those things you don't really think it's going to be a good movie. Just yeah, you have whatever preconceptions you have, but you actually watching like it was really. It's, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, and it came out. Looks like it says here the first one came out in 2014, then 17, and it, it, you know, it's just, like I said, so. It's it's a fresh take. Music really drives that movie. So if you okay. love like retro music, you will love Guardians of the Galaxy because everything is built off. That was the first movie that came out. Like everyone went yeah. and bought the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack because of all the songs that run there. So that continues on. If you love retro kind of music, old school, that is still very strong in the movie. I do love. Uh, it, so the movie is really all based about Rocket Raccoon, his yeah, backstory. Yep how he became what he is and the redemption of it kind of flows in that direction. Okay. So if you don't love rocket raccoon, if he's not your favorite character, you're going to be like, uh anyway. So it's really, really rocket raccoon heavy. Very, very heavy. Okay. Um, That's so, awesome. So I like rocket Raccoon. Yeah. So it's kind of a good story. There's a little like weird, creepy parts as a little friends. Like that was kind of the thing I didn't like. So I like him door. and uh, what's, what's
1: that <laughs> character that uh, John Batista plays? Yeah. A day Batista, uh, Dave yeah Yeah. his character i like him too yep
0: and then you have peter quill and i was uh, where i got a little bit Uh, Sad was I was hoping Drax that was his name Drax the movie but Peter Quill and Gamora I was hoping they'd get back together okay didn't happen at the end of the movie so (laughs) I was hoping she'd remember they'd fall in love again that didn't happen so he was a little bit bummed because if you are following the MCU Gamora that's like the the old Gamora but she hopped into the new timeline which I don't know how that's legal or how that can happen but it's like the old uh, the Gamora died but then the pre death Gamora comes Uh, back into existence but she doesn't know that her and peter quill loved each other and then anyway so i would say if you're an mcu fan check it out it's definitely not worse than the god awful last door movie the last door movie if you have not watched that please don't watch that or support that i thought that was sorry i haven't watched it uh that was horrible doctor strange absolutely horrible i'm not a fan of that I'm not really into witchcraft myself, personally. I'm a Christian, so I don't like it either. But anyway, those two I did not like. But Guardians of the Galaxy, it'll be interesting. You know, they concluded it, but they left open the possibilities. So think like it's be, a different team; okay. it's going to be okay. a different team in the future. But I'll give you the last, one of the in scenes, which I don't didn't think was that radical. Basically the end scene, the after like the ending of the movie, there's the closing yeah. scenes. Then you the clip Basically right, hang, Peter yeah. Quill is with his grandpa back on Earth hanging out, and then they just put over there like Peter Quill will return. Okay, so there may be a volume four then. Yeah. So but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if there's gonna be a volume four or if that meant like he's just gonna be on their back off in various okay parts of the MCU yeah. at some point. So there you go. I give it like, I don't I'll, let's, I'll be generous. I'll give it a seven. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was horrible. Not ever watched again, but guardians of the galaxy and they, they proved, I do, I do agree that they proved that they can put in a movie where the characters aren't known to the general public and be successful. Yeah, right. Cause yeah. guardians of the galaxy. I mean, yeah, nobody knew. I, I'm somewhat of a comic band fan. I'm in the MCU, you know, like I know some of those backstories, but when that came out, I was like, what in the world is... Yeah. I don't even know what this is Yeah, right that's Yeah, that's why I felt. I was like, I, I thought I was like, eh.
1: But well, it surprised me when I actually watched it. I was like, well, I actually
0: enjoy the movie. Give us your thoughts on The Guards of the Galaxy. Any other stories you got going over there? Greg Walden. Yet, 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 yet. Man, we are moving into summertime. It has really been great. I went to table rock lake if you have ever been in missouri it's in beautiful. the branson area i went there the other day the water is very cold i like the cold i got all the way in i jumped around i swam around i got the paddleboard out nice i'm sure a lot of people you know would not go for that but give us a shout out to greg walden funko pro greg walden has a new book out called betrayal courage betray yeah, betrayal courage, betrayal yeah. and Courage. betrayal yeah, and courage i missed damn. the end so please go check that out we should put a link to that on yeah. a Facebook page and you can get that where at anywhere. It's on uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, Amazon yep. Barnes and Noble and Barnes and Noble. Either yeah. one. I wonder if Jeff Bezos is ready yet. I'm not sure <laughs> he's busy in his, I mean, while he's sitting there in the yacht, you know, the new $400 million yacht he has, You shouldn't <laughs> yeah, buy it. Yeah. Buy the book. Anyway. All right. I want to t- just cover for a second. I've been on this big kick and I've done a couple Sunday nights talking about women in ministry, and how I personally believe in women in ministry, and that God calls and anoints and uses women, and can use them as ministers of the gospel. And that's a, a little bit of a controversial thing nowadays. Like some people don't don't believe in that, and I think we live in a very weird culture where we've had. Kind of this Me Too movements, uh, feminism, kind of things, but I don't think that relates at all what what I'm going for. What I've been talking a lot about is Acts chapter two verse seventeen, where it says, "In the last days, I'm going to pour out my Spirit on Uh sons and daughters, and they're going to prophesy and they're going to do the works of God." And so I've just been really focusing on, you know, in the last days, which I believe we're in the last days, that God is going to pour out His Spirit upon everybody, and everyone's going to be released into uh, various ministries and capacities. What's your take on or thoughts on women in ministry? Cause they're, they're, I mean, there are movements and people that say, Hey, a woman should never speak in church. A woman should kind of sit there and shut up, make babies and make food. Well, I, I you know, my background is it's like
1: I, 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 my, when I went to high school, we, I had a female pastor. Her name was a uh, Jill Pratt. Wonderful, wonderful lady of God. I, I love her to pieces. I miss her. She, she passed away in 2015 but I really, I really miss her, and so I mean, I know there's a contro. I mean, I think the big controversy I, that I've read is basically when when you're coming to the role of a of a woman pastor, and and, yeah. and so that, that they they base that off of uh, I think it was a First Timothy two verses eleven through somewhere. So it's, it's in Timothy what Paul wrote, but, and basically I'm just kind of paraphrasing that that women should. Basically, prohibit said a woman should not be a teacher of men or have spiritual authority over men; that she should remain silent. Now, it's kind of that, that verse that's what's causing the controversy, right? Some people interpret it. Some people have interpreted it, and say, okay, well, a woman can't be a teacher of men or, or or a pastor because the office of pastor would incur spiritual authority over men because of the office. And so, and then if you go to you know if you look that up, you know, like you know, like I went to like. Scottquestions.org and there's other three, four. Because I was like, I'm curious myself. Like, is 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 what's I mean? What, I mean, obviously, there's a controversy. Yeah. And then what, in, the, in the end, when there's a controversy, that okay, what does the Bible say about it? I mean, again, my opinion doesn't matter. Anybody our opinions really don't matter. So, what the Bible says is what matters, right? Yes. And so, what does the Bible say? And again, you could read that verse and and say, okay, what does? I mean, that verse in itself does. Seem to in, in, in imply that a woman cannot be a pastor because, it doesn't say that she can't be a minister or like go out and you know reach other people for Jesus. And uh, then the three or four, the three or four commentaries that I've like got questions, other ones, they've all basically stated that 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 a woman can teach, uh, can can teach children, can teach other women, but they, they all kind of concur that they, she couldn't can't hold, actually hold the office of pastor per, in the actual office. But doesn't preclude her from going out there and reaching the lost, you know, like or doing ministries and stuff like that. But it's just the, the actual office. So again, that's just what they say. And so it's, I know it's kind of a, a touchy, touchy subject and sort of controversial. And so the first, I mean, if you look at in our history, what the first uh, woman pastor in our, in America was ordained in the mid 1800s. Okay. And the assemblies of God, I think it was in 1914, the yep. first uh, woman pastor that was ordained.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was a little yeah. bit later. 19, uh, 1916 is when the Sims oh, got started. Okay, yep. okay. okay. It was around, around, around that time. Yeah, right there, yeah, early 1900s. Yeah, And yeah, I'm a part of the Sims of God. I'm an ordained minister with the Sims of God. And they have believed in ordaining women for quite some time. Right. I mean, the only... I mean, I would... Situational... Uh, for example, I'm going to give you this resource if you guys want to dive into it. Now, this is a pro-women in ministry resource. It's called 10 Lies the Church Tells Women. So if you don't believe in women in ministry, don't read this book because you'll be mad when you get done reading it <laughs> because yeah. it's coming from the side of like pro-women. But he used a bunch of example from the Bible. He uses Miriam, Deborah, Holda. These are Old Testament examples. Esther, Phoebe, Priscilla, Philip's daughters. Um, so he used, goes through, there's these women that were actual leaders that were leading God's people, men and women, right. sometimes in civic mm-hmm. type um, authority or leadership and, and you know, not necessarily like in the, a ministerial role and like civic leadership type roles over the people. Some of them were um, actual roles of ministry that they were leading in the church, both Old and New Testament. So there's just like here, and my other conclusion was like, you you cannot say God doesn't use women in ministry. Like you, oh, can't, I God you know God uses them. in the Bible, He uses them. in you know, ministry. And, and like powerfully, like to lead nations. Like Esther, you know, led a nation uh, as Queen Esther. You know, she rose up, and God selected her to save God's people. So it's very very interesting. I am an advocate. I I. I And I'm not trying to manipulate the scriptures for my own benefit or purpose, but when I read the scriptures, I see that God is using women and God has used women at times to bring leadership to the entire body of Christ, which includes uh, women and men. And so I think, you know, what what I'm just an advocate for is that for me as a married person, I think I want the women that God has put in my life, number one, my wife, my two daughters, Mm -hmm. I want them to grab hold of what God has for them. And so I, th- I think we have to be careful because sometimes, and what I love in this book is he goes back to the beginning in the beginning before yeah. sin. Cause the other, other part that people hang on is when Eve sinned, then she said, you're going to be subjected to the man. Right. And it, that yeah, was your desire will be for him yet after the fall. Yeah. But you know, he focuses on or talks about pre fall of sin. We were equal. You know, man and woman were equal. They weren't, one was not over the other. Man wasn't over Eve before the fall. The result of the fall led to now you're going to be subjugated or underneath or, you know, your desire is going to be for him, et cetera. So, you know, I thought that was a good point.
1: Yeah, but in Timothy is, because it, like Timothy, because um, if you go back to Timothy, uh, it, 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 it lists that one of the, again, I'm just trying to be open-minded. I'm not taking a side. I'm not I'm saying this is my opinion. I'm just trying to be honest. I want to know what the Bible says about it. I mean, I, I, I again. I, I'm not trying to say. I'm, not, I'm taking opinions. I, I don't know, enough about it yet to really say. I this is why why I feel, but I just trying. I want to know what the Bible says, and you know, because again, I, I believe like like Rachel preaches great. I mean, Rachel is really gifted when she comes with speaking. She, I mean, she, I've sat and and her her when she's preached, wonderful preaching, very wonderful preaching, and Sister Pratt preaches awesomely. So, I mean, I've been under, I've been, I've, I've listened to, I mean, I've listened to, all, you know, amazing uh, sermons from, from, from female paps, pastors. And so I was, uh let me go to the
0: here, but it's uh, fine here. So we're getting, we're getting to the point here where I'm woke and Greg Walden is. No, you no, know? no. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> i just kidding.
1: I just, I mean, I, yeah, I was like. And when, when you're talking about this controversial subject, I mean, one, I mean, obviously, obviously they're, they're controversial for a reason. I mean, there's something that makes
0: them controversial. Sure. And, and I, so. I, and I found it interesting the other day when I was scrolling through churchleaders.com, there was an article talking about John MacArthur that he was telling uh, student women preachers are a total violation of scripture and in that he used those words specifically. Total violation of scripture. And I just, you know, I couldn't, agree, I couldn't disagree with that more. Although I appreciate John MacArthur's stance on things of that nature. Well, it's, that, it's, yeah, they're going off. Basically,
1: they're basically what they're doing is they're, 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 the way they interpret First Timothy two verses twelve. That's that's why they they, they they somebody reads that and take it to the farthest extreme. Yep. Of the, of
0: the interpretation, that's probably what he's doing. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's interesting if you go to some, I'm going to take two fellowships, denominations, for example. I had talking with a great friend of mine who pastors the Nazarene church, very close friends. I'm a huge, if you're a Nazarener or go to a Nazarene church, I love you. I think you're amazing. And I love the Nazarene church very, very much. I'm with the Sons of God. But uh, we were talking about our particular fellowships that we're a part of, that if it wasn't for women, we wouldn't be, the Sims God wouldn't be what we are today. of yeah. God loves to brag about our missions department and how mm. big Assemblies God World Missions is. And the founding missionaries were all women. Same thing yeah. with the Nazarene Church. Many, and the majority, overwhelming majority of missionaries yeah. and ministry leaders were women that helped to birth the church. So I just appreciate that God uses all of us and I, you know, I do think it would be, I think we have to, as I'm in the marriage relationship, I think the man uh, ha- should have a role of leadership in his home and have a, you know, should be the leader. I, I do believe the man should be the leader of their home, but that doesn't preclude their spouse from being what God wants them to right, be. Right, right, yeah. So for my wife, she is a speaker, she's a preacher, she's a pastor, she's an ordained minister that does not intimidate me. That doesn't make me feel less than. But it and, and it also doesn't uh, make me not be the leader of my home. Right. It says it doesn't mean like, oh man, she preaches. That means she's trying to be the leader, and I'm not a leader anymore. Or she's trying just because we both preach or we both speak as speakers for the name of Jesus. That she's trying to you know usurp my authority. She's trying to rise above me. If I took that perspective it would obviously create a lot of disharmony and un- unhealth on our marriage but I'm for it I'm a champion of it and so I just my concluding thought is number 1 God has used women throughout scripture Old Testament and New Testament in radical amazing ways in in a plethora of ways, and I, hey, I, I build up. There's a lady in our church. I I had her stand up the other day to kind of embarrass her. There's a lady in our church. She has the gift of hospitality. She mm. does bake cookies. She does yeah. make the church food. Yeah. She does <laughs> serve people. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make you less than either. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you're the cookie baker, food, co- you know, cleaner of the church. Like you, she is so anointed for that. So why right. would we? Why would we? You know, keep her from that anointing and that right. calling why, you know, we would never put her on a stage and say, Hey, preach a sermon. You know, we wouldn't do that to her because that's not her calling or gifting right. or anointing, uh, vice versa. You know, there's things you wouldn't, I mean, if you took, if you took, uh, if you say, Pastor Jeremiah, we want you to be a pastor, but we just don't want you to speak or ever preach. You know, we just don't want you to ever lead worship. We don't want you ever to do. I would be law. Lo- I would be a wanderer. I would be, yeah. you know, you would take away A major part of who I am and my skill set, my gift set. So, anyway, operate in what God has called you to be and what God has called you to do, and be a trailblazer, be a pioneer. I don't, you know, I think if you you take things with the right spirit and mindset, uh, you're going to be okay. You know, are you are you doing it to be rebellious? then yeah, God's not going to bless it. You right. know, Are you doing it to usurp authority? Are you doing it because you're a man hater? Yeah, God's not going to bless you. But if you're doing it out of a heart that or a vision that God has, this is not even a women, but um, I work with an organization called Youth with a Mission or YWAM. Yeah. And that guy started out with the Sums of God and he had a vision to do missions. It didn't fit with the Sums of God. They weren't going to let him, in a sense, not let him do that ministry. Mm-hmm. But he was so compelled by the Lord to do it he decided to leave the assembly's God and do what God called him to do. Now there's like 200, over 200 YWAMs all over the world preaching the gospel. You know, if he wouldn't have kind of, I don't want to say buck authority, but if he wouldn't have went where God really had him, he would have missed out on that. So ladies, there might be a ministry that, that doesn't fit within where you're at, that God's really calling you to do. I'm not saying be rebellious and, you know, that kind of thing. Just try to stay away from that but you can't fight what God's called you to be either. Right. So, right. Follow, follow, follow what God tells you to do. I mean, come on. What's the, there's women, Jedis. I mean, Jedis <laughs> can be women. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like I say, when you talk
1: about John MacArthur, I mean, he, I think he might take it a little bit too far, you know, to the, too far restricted. And like the one side, what is, is says that the women can go pre women can go tell about people about Jesus. The women can go ministry. You know, can, can go out and reach the lost, I mean, it's not doesn't. I think the only one thing I uh, that I, I got from the the uh, the four commentaries that I read was that they basically couldn't hold the the actual official office of pastor. That yeah. was it. But it doesn't preclude them from speaking or you know being able to tell, uh, you know, have ministry and
0: stuff like you know stuff like that. But again, that's which, you know. yeah, and which if I'm fighting back, I think is hilarious. So basically, the argument on some sides are. Like do you can do everything that's within the title, but we're just not going to give you the title. I, I know. <laughs> does, does it, again, I don't want to. I mean, again, like I said, I don't fully. understand just I don't
1: fully. I mean, I, I I'll be honest, with you, I don't fully understand it. But again, I mean, obviously, my goal is, I mean, as a Christian, is, to, is 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 to understand what the Bible says. Do I? Well, I understand everything. Probably not. You know, probably be learning about the rest of eternity. But there's things like I want to make sure that I'm sub, I'm submitted to the, what the Bible says. And, and again, I also understand that people can do, you know, like you can, can't, people can take Bible verses and really stretch them yeah. and, and misinterpret them. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, homosexuals will take Bible verses sure. and yes, misinterpret yes, yes. them and say, yep, well, yep. my life is legit because transgender. The yeah. yeah so takes, people, people do twist a Bible interpretation out of, out of context a lot. That's
0: right. That's Greg's
1: wife calling right now. <laughs> She's just super up. <laughs> so, but that's anyway, so. Rachel, Greg. Oh no. boy! I'll see. I bring it here for the kids. Good, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, or it's I was, Joe I was, Biden. Oh, I got the wrong numbers. <laughs> <But I'm, laughs> all right. Sure, sure. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, let's offend some more people. No, just, I, ladies, I'm on your team. God's on your team. God's got a great calling and plan and a purpose for your life. You're needed in the body of Christ. You're needed in the kingdom of God. So I don't bring up that to be to be controversial, but I do think I want to be a flag bearer for women doing what God wants them to be and you know how essential we've used that word in our culture now a lot essential how essential you are to the body of Christ so think about it pray about it and I hope that your church is you know seeing women serving in in multiple capacities uh, in your church to do the work of God so there we go go check out Greg Walden's book Betrayal and Courage on Amazon Barnes and Noble's Google it, Google it, Google it. Google it yeah. check it out. It's a, we'll it's talk a, to you guys yeah. later.
1: It's what? It's a great book. Uh, it's got faith, courage, perseverance. Yeah, a lot of a lot of. Yep. Uh, it's Christian fiction, but it's it's a lot of a uh, good biblical it's Christian values in there. All
0: right, we'll talk to you guys later.
1: Have a good one, guys.